Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, August 6th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Protesters in Hong Kong bring the city to a standstill. U.S. President Donald Trump addresses the nation after two separate mass shootings. And the problems facing U.S. retail have hit one of Manhattan's best-known chains. But first, the FT's Peter Wells explains what caused a dismal day for global stocks as trade tensions between the U.S. and China intensified. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. This is Peter Wells from the Fast FT Desk in New York. Wall Street had a pretty bad day. We saw some significant declines for U.S. stocks, a very hefty rally in U.S. treasuries, moves into some popular safe haven in assets such as gold and the yen as well. And how did the day unfold in the financial markets? All of this, it was part of a big global equity sell-off, and that really began on Monday morning in Asia when China allowed its currency, the renminbi, to weaken through seven renminbi to the dollar. That is seen as a key psychological level in the minds of traders. And, you know, amid the whole trade war stuff that we have at the moment, it's seen as a bit of a bad sign of pressure in the Chinese economy, perhaps even a bit of an aggressive move on their part to, you know, react and retaliate in part towards the tariffs that Donald Trump had announced in the previous week. So you have markets in Asia that fell in response to that decline, that weakening in the renminbi, that spilled over into European markets. And then by the time we wake up in New York and head in and they're dinging that sort of opening bell, you know, the market's immediately down one and a half percent. Through the course of the day, things actually just got worse. You know, we saw headlines coming out from Chinese state media that they didn't instruct it or that, you know, Chinese companies were halting purchases of U.S. agricultural products. And then we had Donald Trump come out and make some tweets which were essentially labeling China a currency manipulator. So you've seen like a lot of retaliation and back and forth that went on. And so by the time, you know, people that were considering having lunch in New York, they'd sort of given up at that stage. And basically, when it was all, you know, dust was settled, we saw you know, the NASDAQ composite, the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 all having their worst one-day falls since December. Later in the day, the U.S. Treasury Department officially labeled China as a currency manipulator. Hong Kong's first general strike in more than 50 years crippled the city. On Monday, demonstrators blocked roads and held up traffic. Hong Kong International Airport's website listed more than 200 flights as cancelled. Authorities say some protesters attacked police, leaving 139 officers injured. Meanwhile, advertising and banking employees joined construction and retail workers in the anti-government demonstrations. Hong Kong has endured two months of protests. The demonstrations started in opposition to an extradition bill that would have allowed suspects to be tried in mainland China. Since then, the protesters have demanded a more democratic system of government and the territory. Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam said the situation is pushing the city on, quote, the verge of a very dangerous situation. Such extensive disruptions in the name of certain demands or uncooperative movement have seriously undermined Hong Kong's law and order. Beijing has made indirect warnings that mainland China would intervene. But a police spokesman said the People's Liberation Army wouldn't be deployed to Hong Kong. 
Hong Kong's benchmark index, the Hang Seng, fell 3% after Ms. Lam's comments on Monday. This coincided with a report showing private sector business activity in the territory suffered its sharpest contraction since the global financial crisis. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. That's U.S. President Donald Trump at the White House on Monday. He addressed the two separate mass shootings over the weekend in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. Combined, at least 31 lives were taken. Mr. Trump condemned racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. He said that, quote, hate has no place in America. Earlier in the day on Twitter, the president called for strong background checks. But in his public remarks, he focused on mental health issues and video games, and what he describes as their glorification of violence, as factors for the shootings. Mental illness and hatred pulls the trigger, not the gun. I am op- Authorities discovered an anti-immigrant manifesto linked to the Texas suspect. The shooting is being treated as domestic terrorism and a potential hate crime. Democratic presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke is a former congressman from El Paso. He criticized Mr. Trump after the tragedy in Texas. He's not tolerating racism. He's promoting racism. He's not tolerating violence. He's inciting racism and violence in this country. So, uh... Mr. Trump voiced his support for federal red flag laws on Monday. These are laws that would allow families or police to petition courts to order firearms be removed from people with mental health issues who pose a violent threat to themselves or others. And Barney's New York is preparing to file for bankruptcy. Sources tell the FT that the 96-year-old luxury department store chain is seeking Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection and emergency financing as it looks for a buyer. Barney's faced demands for higher rent at its flagship store on Madison Avenue. And like many others in the retail industry, Barney's struggled to adjust to an e-commerce world. Just yesterday, we reported on U.S. labor market data that show that retailers have shed 49,000 jobs since July 2017. Department store and clothing chain workers took some of the biggest cuts. And one more thing. India's government is scrapping a long-standing constitutional provision. That provision granted autonomy to the country's only Muslim-majority state, Jammu and Kashmir. Today on FT.com, we've got a helpful explainer on how Kashmir autonomy began and why it's now ending. And today, we'll be following the Walt Disney Company, which is expected to report third quarter earnings. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Lila Raptopoulos. I'm the co-host of a new podcast from the Financial Times called Culture Call. From the 13th of August, we're going to be dropping into your podcast feeds every other Tuesday, bringing you encounters with those who are shifting culture around the world. We'll have lively discussions on how the social changes we're seeing are depicted in books, art, music, on screen and online. And we'll give you a glimpse behind the scenes of the best of the FT's life and arts journalism. You can find the podcast in all the usual places, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Acast, when Culture Call drops on Tuesday, August 13th.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. 